When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. So I don't know if you've heard, but apparently former NBA player Lamar Oda may be returning to professional basketball in Spain soon. He's been taking a new product he owes his credit to, Balance 7. And Balance 7 is a pH balancing alkaline supplement drink. And it's it's interesting because I know Ed and I, we often talk about uh, how he's feeling as he's recuperating from uh, from his uh, from his surgery. And, and then also in terms of when I'm out there running and just trying to, as you age and you want to be able to perform as close to what you were doing before. And so it's, it's great to be able to have products such as these. So head to balance to balance seven.com and use the code believe for free shipping balance seven.com and use the code believe B L E A V for free shipping. I did it worked for him and it could work for you too. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals centric specific show that we bring you here every week. And I am one of your hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams. And with me as always is the one and only Ed Easy Smith. And we are joined by none other than our brother Earl Casual E. Burnett of KSRNAZ.com, Casual Sports Radio Network. What's going on, Ed? Well, in the words of the immortal show enough. Playtime's over, boy. It's time, for the, <laughs> it's time for the real stuff to start happening, bro. This regular season is right on top of it. That's what's up. That's what's up. How you doing, Casual E? Hey, I am great, fellas. Appreciate y'all having me on again, man. I love doing this show with you guys. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Joined so by the voice. Yeah, the voice, for sure. So we're, so this this episode, one of the few things, of course, there's the, the low-hanging fruit that we have to talk about, which is Malcolm Butler, and I want to get your thoughts on what is going to happen, what's the, what the pivot is. It, 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 it happens so suddenly, and so we'll get into that just momentarily. Uh, get your thoughts on the, the depth at the cornerback position or what they should do, uh, the depth chart in general, if anything caught your eye in terms of uh, looking at who uh, who did and did not make the cut. And then want to get your thoughts on that Cam Newton situation. Cam Newton is out the door in uh, in New England. But before we get to that, it's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest, the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest, open now at Bet Online. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Take advantage of their opening day uh, super promo as well. So if you make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys, and if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. So bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So let's talk about it. The news came about that uh, there was there was some there was some 
rumors that Malcolm Butler, you know, he hadn't been at practice for a while, been and you know, was attending to some family or some some personal issues that were going on. And then the rumors started to circulate that he might he was contemplating retirement. And lo and behold, yesterday the Cardinals placed him on the uh, the retirement list, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that of course, as we, as, as Ed mentioned, playtime is over. The, the NFL regular season will be coming up on just in a couple of weeks with this little buffer week, uh, the, since there are only three preseason games now. Man, uh, your reaction to, to that and, and what should and will do you think the Cardinals do? Let's start with you first, casual E. What do you think about that? Man, it came, the first thing that came to my head of thinking about this was, man, you sure, you, there are people out there that can do a dang good job lying in interviews because or, or, or holding back things in interviews because when he interviewed and he got, you know, brought onto the team, he did an interview on one of the live radio networks and he was hyped up like this is this is the spot, this is his new life, and he got everything ready to roll and and man, all of a sudden it's just like the team the team got hit with a you know, with with this brick. <laughs> just like everybody else did. Usually things like this, you would think it's something that's progressed and you know ahead of time, but they all got hit with it just this week. And it's like, wow, that's, that's, that's incredible. I definitely wasn't expecting, expecting it, but what a blow though. I mean, to the, to the cornerback room, man, I just, that's the first thing that came to my mind is, wow, that's a blow to the cornerback room. Cause now we got to rely on rookie and, 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 and a couple of other guys. And man, it was a pretty good blow, man. And it was also interesting, and I want to get your thoughts on it too, Ed, but it was also interesting because I heard that that he scrubbed the Cardinals from all of his social media. I mean, it sounds a little bit odd, of course, then speculation mm. begins to run rampant and all that type of stuff. But, Ed, what did you think about this? I mean, he was on a, what, a one-year deal, came to the Cardinals in the offseason, so it just seemed like this was the opportunity for him, to, one of those prove-it type deals, to be able to try to maybe go out and get some more money in the in the, in the upcoming offseason. Your thoughts? Yeah, uh, for me, this is a very curious kind of act this late in this close to the start of the season. And right. my spider sense started tingling a little bit, and I'll tell you why. Uh, the fact that he came from two very successful organizations, New England mm. and then Tennessee, a lot of times guys get accustomed to being around, especially around Bill, Belichick, and you go there to Tennessee and you get accustomed to being around really quality uh, environments. Then all of a sudden, right. you know, your desires are still there to play, but then you go to a place and I'm not, for me, it's almost like a little bit of a reflection on how disjointed the Cardinals might be in terms of leadership in the locker room with coaches. And then, you know, you never know what kind is saying, but so for me, it almost, I got a smell. It's almost like he got here. And then he thought he was going to be so happy because, one, he was going to be a little bit of the man. We all like to be that toward the end of our careers. But then he saw where he was and what's going on. And then the he started thinking about, man, I sure miss Tennessee. I sure miss New England. <laughs> and when, once those thoughts start creeping into your mind, brothers, and especially when you're playing professional sports and every day is a grind and it's not a job where you can go into – sometimes, you know – you're working in the office. You go in the office sometime, man, you might go in the back room and take a nap and just be like, you know what? I'm not feeling it today. Right. Football, man, it is true, a grind from start of the season to the end. There are no days off. I mean that not literally because you obviously have a Tuesday off each week. But as far as mental preparation and the grind, bro, from here until the first part of January, and if you're lucky enough to make a playoff run to the end of January, possibly the first week of February, 
it is a strain. And I just think, in my opinion, when when I see a player step away like this, I think it has more to, to do than quote-unquote personal issues. I think he just honestly just didn't want to be here. You know, I mean, you know, people out there who listen to us, you can kind of quote me on this. I've been there before when I've seen guys lose that luster, that, that flavor for it, not because they lost the love for the game, but they were just in a bad spot and they didn't right. enjoy where they were. So it'll be interesting so you, to see what comes from this, but that's that's just the feel I get. Wow, that's interesting. So you, you, you're saying that it could possibly be he got here and saw how things are being ran as far as professionalism and all these things and what the coaches are calling, what position he may be in playing-wise. That, yeah, I, you might you well, might be on to something. Well, you that. think about this too. I mean, you know, he was probably he brought here. You know, you're gonna be a leader. You're gonna be this. Right. Be that. Right. And that's a lot of extra weight on your shoulders. But then you're watching how the organization is run, and you got Kingsbury, who dudes are probably running all over. Right. Uh, you know, telling right. him when they're going to yes. play and when they're not going to play. And Malcolm's that's looking it. around. <laughs> Malcolm's looking around. He's like, "What the hell is going on in here?" Right. And then you start mapping this out where this is only August, bro. You're thinking to yourself, man, we got 18 more weeks of this, you know, and man, so you start thinking about, ah, I don't know if I can do this, bro. And that's like mm. I said, when you start coming up with, yeah, I just got some things I got to deal with. <laughs> and, you know, hey, I just need a few days. And then all of a sudden, a few days turns into, hey, I'm thinking about retiring. And we all know that saying, once you start thinking about it, you're already retired. Definitely, definitely. How much, if I can ask real quick, Jay, how much yeah. do you, how much of this do you think is his own performance where you think you're, you think you're that alpha dog. Hey, I'm going to get back to my old self and boom, and you just do it the best you can. And you just don't have it anymore. How much of it you think of it is physically? I don't, uh, I mean, that's, that's an interesting thing there because if you, if you've come face to face with your own mortality, whether it's because you're not, you're not recuperating as quickly as you did, or maybe the aches are, are lingering a little bit more. I'm sure the doubt can creep in, but it's how you handle that doubt. And if, in, and if to, to give credence to what Ed is saying, if you feel, if you're in a new environment and that environment is maybe, not what you're used to in terms of the, the way in which leaders lead or the um, coaching staff, coaches, et cetera, that, that might be one of those, the, the straw that breaks the camel's back, but you just never know. And it's tough because it's, it's, it's not our, it's not our right to know what that, what, whatever those personal reasons are. Right. But then that's right. when speculation starts. And so, of course, you would like to know because uh, an athlete, when you leave in money on, when you have money on the table, you say, <laughs> nah, I'm good. That, that, right. that right. speaks volumes in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. The reason why I asked that is because the word around the camp has been the best corner in the camp has been Byron Murphy coming on his second or third year. And this is a guy that's just getting in the league two years and he, and you're supposed to be the number one guy, but yet he's getting all the pub about being the number one guy now. And so now you're getting pushed in the back background. So maybe you're not as good as you think you were. You kind of, or you just like Ed is saying, you just ticked off the team is putting Byron Murphy as the number one <laughs> over you, you know? So I don't know. It could be, it's a lot of things. It could be. Well, let's, let's talk about that a bit. So if you look at the depth chart, it's Byron Murphy Jr. And then mm-hmm. on the other side, we got, we got Alfred. And so then, of course, it's hot, going in with that. And then you look at the, then you have Marco Wilson, you got Luke, uh, Barco, uh, Teg going. Um, how do you feel about the, the cornerback position as we go, as, as we are approaching? I mean, I don't know who they're going to be able to claim off the, the waiver. I think they weren't they able just, to put any waiver claims in yesterday, if I'm not claimed, mistaken. I'm sorry. They just claimed Rasul uh, Douglas from the okay. Panthers. Okay. So, 
Um, I don't know how much of a move that's going to be. I mean, that's just a, another body to have depth. Right. Right. And so, uh, your, your, your whole season is <laughs> contingent on these dudes staying healthy. Hmm. If Byron Murphy gets hurt, if, if, if Alfred just so happens to be, he's in, he's in, uh, protocol for, for COVID right now. Who knows? Something like that continues to happen down the line, the COVID situation. If these things keep happening, you are screwed on the corner position. I mean, you're just gonna go, just go out there, and just go in a grab bag and grab a dude and put a body on the field because there's nobody else out there that's like, you know, gonna give you anything better than what you already had. What do you think about that? I mean, it's when you're bringing somebody in. Yeah, I mean, you're you want to have depth, and I, I know that Kime typically, and I think a lot of coaches do this on those Mondays or those Tuesdays. They're bringing people in to be able to, whether it's a kicker that's being brought in to be able to. You're trying to just maybe give the indication that we're always looking to improve the team, but that's different than trying to find somebody who you who might be a starting starter at the position when you have a couple of weeks before the season begins. Well, starting cornerbacks uh, are a little – finding a good starting quarterback in the league is a little different than finding a good gunner on the special teams, especially at this time of the season. Uh, you know, everybody's shaving their rosters. And let's just be frank, is people – guys are – unless you're like a veteran who's getting paid too much, most of these guys are young guys out there, even on the waiver wire. At this point in time, man, this is when you know, when a Malcolm Butler steps away, this is like – devastating to your not just your uh, room as far as your cornerbacks but your defense and your team in general this is one of those moves that when when it's done when he makes a decision this ripples from uh individual meeting rooms to the coach and then all of a sudden everybody's sitting around whispering in the the next team meeting and this is the stuff you can't get off your head and then you got to remember you're getting ready eight days from now whatever it is nine however many days to to start your season and this is now a distraction and for me, when you're trying to replace someone like that you had planned all year, you know, you bring him in, old Wiley veteran, uh, he's going to be one of the leaders, and now all of a sudden he's gone. Man, I'm prepared. What I'm, I'm letting you know what I'm preparing for. I'm preparing for Watson. Unless we get start spitting fire up the middle of the field with our uh, front line, I expect to see a lot of our cornerbacks turning in retreat position, trying to catch dudes uh, with stuff, you know, over the top, you know, just trying to make tackles to save touchdowns. Right. Uh, because I mean, this is the the worst possible time for this to happen. Now, if this happens in uh, June, July, oh, you got time to recuperate. There's no recuperation time now. This is, I mean, the t- season right around the corner, and this is devastating. This is just another episode for the Cardinals that could be leading into one horrible 2021 in my position. Yeah, to add to that too, Ed, you're right. I mean, one of those guys on the team. The rookie is going to be targeted big time. Absolutely. I mean, he's going to have a target on his back, period. And so that's already one obstacle. And then you got the, you know, the room is just thin. And so, wow, it's going to be, it's like you said, it, that could be a devastate. That's a blow that could turn the whole season. Could flip the whole thing. This Let me ask true. you guys a question, too. What yes, is what is one good, I would say great, but I came what is one good thing we've talked about in terms of the Cardinals? Offseason, mm. meaning camp and preseason so far. Mm. What has shot? We've had a couple of our linebacker rookies. They've looked halfway decent. You want to call that the best thing we have to talk about? Man, mm. I, and you know, you, you look around the league and some of the buzz from some of these other teams are excited about their quarterback. They're excited about their running game. They're excited about their young this or your young that. They're right. Man, what in what have we had to say is, well, at least we can fall back on that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. That's a good question. I haven't seen much. In fact, there's been more questions than anything, if anything. Indeed. Well, I guess it's going to be interesting to see. So I want to get your thoughts on if you know, I want to talk about uh, the 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 cuts, anything that was notable, but then also uh, your thoughts on the, the Cam Newton, uh, the Cam, Cam Newton release. But I have some exciting news. Our pod is partnering with PlayActionPools.com this season to bring a new interactive fund to the sport we love most. You'll be able to get in on the action with our PlayActionPools.com football pick'em challenge, which is open to everyone. And here's how it works. So you sign up for our new contest. It's the Believe Football Pick'em at playactionpools.com and then you get your picks in each week and then we're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between NFL and college football and then whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes so again go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest believe that's b-l-e-a-v football pick them and if you plan on hosting your own football contest go to playactionpools.com today they've got survivor pick them as well as a, a cool sports book style concept called build your bankroll playactionpools.com your new home for all your office sports pools believe in the arizona cardinals so that down to the 53 man roster um there were some you know it, i don't know if there were really any surprises so to speak but that's why i want i got that's why i have the experts on the line with uh casual e and with with ed any any notable cuts or, or was it kind of just a, as a matter of kind of what you thought i'll start with you ed and then we'll go to you uh earl yeah i honestly say nothing really surprised me if you think about it it was a lot of Young talent. Uh, I feel. Here's the thing. I will say I feel bad for a lot of those young guys out there because the way the offseason, or at least the preseason games were handled, we obviously missed the game final opportunity for some of those guys to uh, even get an opportunity to show themselves out there by the uh, Saints game being canceled. But I don't like the way the entire preseason was handled. I don't know how the uh, coaching staff. Uh, other than watching practices, and we, you, you and IJ always talk about practices, practice. You know, I'm, I'm like, how did they get a fair shake and a fair evaluation? Uh, and you know, some guys probably could have done more given the opportunity, but nothing really surprised me to be honest with you. But I will say this: it shows a lot of times when it's, when nothing surprises you, that means there wasn't a whole lot of talent out there to begin with. Ooh, too. Ooh. I'm just being honest. There wasn't a whole lot of talent pushing the guys that we kind of expected to make the roster in the first place. Mm. And in my opinion, it's a mediocre roster that you just – is almost like trimming the fat off a bad piece of steak, right? I mean, mm. you're trimming the fat, but it's a it's a chuck roast. It's not filet mignon, you know? So mm. for me, I didn't really see a whole lot of anything that uh, excited me or surprised me. What about you, Casual? Man, and me, you and I are on the same page with this Cardinal team, man. <laughs> uh, it's usually I come into the season. I'm all y'all know me. I'll be coming in optimistic, like, "Come on, we we can do this. We gonna be this. We can do it." This is the third season of Cliff Kingsbury, and 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 it's it seems like just more of the same. And you're right, you're right. It seems like more of the same. It's just bland to me. I didn't see anything that pops out. I mean, we still got more questions than we have answers to anything uh the receiver room i thought Keyshawn johnson would did enough to keep his job but then again that was like a flip a coin flip you know it didn't yeah. really matter you, you could have chose any one of those guys and mm-hmm. and so and then what it what, fitzgerald leaving the, the uh 
the, the organization still you know, hanging, dangling a little bit. I mean, who knows what's going on with this team? So, yeah, you're right, man. I, at this point, I'm looking at this team going, I, I can't see anything that was that's going to say, man, this Cardinal team is on the next level. I see the same exact team from last mm-hmm. year because it's ran exactly the same it was ran last year. Now, what they did, what, 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 what triggered that for me is what, how, like you said, how they handled this preseason. It was really horrible how they handled it. I mean, you only got two games. We know that the, uh, the, the weather thing up in New Orleans happened. That's not your fault, but Kyler not playing. Uh, the first game and then barely playing and looking like crap the second game. I mean, and then you come out and tell us all that he's he's ready to go. He's ready to go. <laughs> like, we we just going to be all like, oh, this is going to be good. He's going to come out. And do, do. He hasn't done anything any different than he's done the two years already that he's been here, both Kyler and Cliff. So, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm sitting there like, I'm like, you know those emojis. I'm like my hands. I'm yeah. like whatever happens, gonna happen, man. I don't know. And I and Jay and I talked about this on the show on Saturday. And I'll ask you, Earl. I mean, Kyler's leadership skills. If you ask me, I mean, I, I, on the field physically, we just saw he didn't want to be there, could care less. Okay, that's one thing. But his leadership skills through this preseason, I'm even in more doubt that he is prepared to lead not just all this offense but this team and organization right and it, and it all starts with like i said his lackadaisical approach and then your head coach has the you know i guess doesn't have the stones to put his foot down and make dudes do what they're supposed to do it, this could you know we're talking about taking steps forward man this could be like you know, two steps forward last year and six steps back, not just one. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it could be. I, I agree. I agree. His leadership skills have definitely, definitely not been his strong point yet. And he's supposed to be you know, progressing year after year and get better and get better. But he's, he's the same. He's like even kill. And he, he you can tell because when he, when he gets sacked or something, he throws that head back and starts going, Oh, and it's like he's telling the team, y'all got to get this right. I'm the best out here. Y'all got to help me, help me. And it's like he's mm. putting his team under the bus. This is just what from my eye, you know, you oh, yeah. tell, like, and, and he puts Three. his team under the bus every time he drops his head when something goes wrong. When he when when he got sacked, you got sacked because you didn't step up in the pocket and throw the ball. Your hot read was right there. Rondell Moore was standing sitting right in the hot read right there in the middle. If you step up and take on a hit like a quarterback's supposed to take on and release the ball, you get your hot read. But no, he gets hit. And the first thing he does, he puts his head up like, oh, y'all didn't block again. Like, like, like it's the team's fault. And it's like, there's a lot of things he could be doing out there to change things. And I, I'm on the same wavelength you are on this with, on this ed is I don't think there's a such thing as a quiet leader. I, I mean, I just don't think that can happen in the NFL, maybe in other sports, but a quiet leader in as, well, at the quarterback position, it's impossible. Yeah. It's I was impossible. gonna say you can be a quiet leader if you're an offensive lineman or a tight end. Right, right. You know, right. but as the face of the franchise, and then you bring up the on field uh uh Earl. I also look at his demeanor on the sideline, which always just I mean, it just it's like it irks me so bad when he'll walk over there to the sideline, you know, keep the helmet on with the visor mm-hmm. and almost like put his head down like everybody else is not living up to his standards, but he's never taking anything in terms of, you know, this is something I need to uh, accept or, you know, take responsibility for every now and then as well. And it's it's going to get worse before it gets better because nobody, including Kingsbury, is correcting him. Correct. And, you know, it's going to be unbelievably uh, a and rough start. It's to sad, that. too, because he's supposed to be the next up-and-coming whatever star quarterback 
that's supposed to be getting this big payoff coming up soon. Can I ask and, you both something real quick? Uh-huh. Scenario. This continues on the path that it is, right? Mm-hmm. We all know in our, and at least we've, you know, in the back of my mind, you always enjoyed baseball a little more than football. <laughs> right? Get this money and then bounce, man. Bounce. Yeah. I mean, baseball yeah. is a long, long career, and you can make a whole lot of money. You know, who know who's to say there might not be an exit uh, a route for him in a couple to a few years when he's tired of dealing with this and the. Uh, you know, people riding him because he's not leading the right way. And or how about this one? How about Kingsbury gets the boot here soon, whether it's this mm. year, or next year, and then somebody comes in here who's really going to ride his back like they should, right. and all of a sudden it's like, man, I don't have to stick around here for this. I'm going to make myself some money playing baseball. I'm out. Right. He uh. needs to have a coach that will plant in his ear, you're not as good as you think you are. Thank you. You're not as good as you think you are, and you have to work to get to that level. And Kyler That's has a Bruce Arians type of approach. Yeah, Kyler, exactly. And Kyler has the – you could tell in his attitude, his demeanor. He got the attitude as, I know I'm good, and I know I'm the best player out here. Y'all just got to come up to my level. It just feels like that. Mm-hmm. And, dude, you need to come up a couple of inches because <laughs> I, I, I'm looking at his him in that pocket. He is afraid in that pocket. And you Absolutely. cannot play quarterback in this league being afraid in that pocket. If you look at the tape, and I don't want to hold up everything here, but if you look at the tape, and I've just been studying all his games from last year, his rookie year, his first instinct is to bolt right and boom. The first inch of pressure he feels, he bolts to the right. Every time, no matter how, he don't, he don't even look what's over there. He just takes off to the right and loses a yard, loses two yards, or just, you know, throw a pick or whatever. But, if he stays in the pocket, particularly this year, I've seen these preseason games. If he had stayed in the pocket two times on those, on one on the sack and one when he bolted out right, if he just hangs around in the pocket like quarterback's supposed to step up, take the hit on that one that was that was a sack, and then the other one, Rondell Moore was right there. He just missed him. So he may not be as good as he think he is. And that's, I don't know, man. This is going to be really interesting to see. I I need to see I need to see dynamic from Kyler, and I ain't talking about the running around. I'm talking about I need to see him sit, go through a progression, read it, throw the ball from the pocket. And that we we're not seeing a lot of that. I haven't seen a lot of that. Indeed. So so let's leave in terms of somebody that takes a lot of hits, that has taken a lot of hits over the course of his career. Cam Newton. Damn, mentally been, and physically taking hits. Yeah. He's been released from the from the New England Patriots. Uh an interesting move. I think it was it was a surprise for sure. People didn't expect uh Bill Belichick to to go with the rookie, but it's interesting because they say he, he never starts a rookie quarterback. Oh man, that's because he had Tom Brady for all those years. So what? So th- that, that's moot. That's moot. It's, it, it doesn't make sense when they're, when they're making that argument, but it did. What do you, do you think Cam still has something left to be able to offer a team or will he have to maybe accept a, a backup, a second or third string type of role to maybe get an opportunity the next season? Or is he, is he done? What are your thoughts? I'll go with you first, Ed. Yeah, I, I I don't know if Cam has the personality to play number two. He's never been a number two. I don't think he would sit well with that. I mean, I can see a whole lot of power. If you bring him in, he's always going to be bucking, you know, for that number one spot. And in certain situations, it depends on the very few opportunities that are out there for teams to bring him in and feel comfortable. One, I wouldn't bring him behind a young quarterback because he's always going right. to be chirp, chirp, chirping. Uh, you know, and you don't want your young quarterback, and that's maybe what Belichick thought. I don't need him behind Mac Jones, constantly in the meeting room with those 
uh, passive aggressive comments and this and that and talking mm-hmm. to the media. Can't have that. Let's go ahead and just cut the rope right here. Uh, now that's one scenario. Would he be humble enough to go to somewhere where there's an established quarterback knowing the only way you're getting in here is if this dude get hurt? Otherwise, you can just, you know, just plan on carrying the clipboard around for 17 games and, uh, you know, have that earpiece in in case we need your advice on something, you know? I don't know if he has that in him. And mm-hmm. lastly, skill-wise, bro, we've seen the best of Cam, and that wasn't last year or the year before. We've seen the best of Cam four or five years or so ago. That right. shoulder is shot. I've had three major yeah. surgeries. I've had three reconstructions on my shoulder. I couldn't imagine being an NFL quarterback trying to get that type of, you know, uh, rotation and everything. Bruh, we saw last year he couldn't throw out, throw the bathwater out of the tub, <laughs> let alone, you know, stretch defenses and stuff like that. And honestly, I don't think he has those skills anymore. What he, you know, the, the best of camera we saw, I just don't see it. And I don't see a whole lot of teams being interested in, what he brings to the table. So it's going to be a combination of I don't think teams are going to want to bring the headache in, and I don't know whether he has the ability to now to still be a number one for 17 weeks. Yeah, what are Ooh. your thoughts on that? You have the last word on this one, Casually. What you got? Yeah, I I think he got Belichick. I mean, that's just usually what Belichick does. I mean, he's going to look out for the team and the team itself, period. But I think he did respect him at the same time by releasing him because putting him as a backup, that would be a sign of disrespect, putting him behind a rookie like that. So I think Belichick did what he had to do. And to be honest with you, that kid looks amazing in that system. He's not nothing that's spectacular. He's not that guy with the big rocket arm and and the athleticism. He's just that guy that Belichick has a protocol. He looks just like a young Brady, man. I'm telling you, this kid looks exactly like Brady when he looked when he was a rookie when he started and came in after Bledsoe got hurt. So I think it's the right thing that they did as a team. For Cam, there's only one team out there I can see that he can even have any any chance of playing with, and that's a team that don't have a quarterback, and that's Washington. Oh, uh, yeah, the Washington football team. With his old coach Rivera, they can kind of unite with him because he knows him. He, he knows all his tendencies and those things. But Ryan Fitzpatrick could go down, and you, that could be the guy here. He'll probably call him. That's the only spot I can see him having a job. After that, I don't see anybody bringing him in as no starting quarterback. So you, you, unless he's going to willing to take a backup role, and I like Ed said, I don't think he's built like that. He might be to play his last game in the NFL, man. There you go. So that's the final word on that. So you have been listening to the Believe Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. On behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, I'm Javon Adams. We want to thank our brother KSRNAZ.com's own yes, sir. casual E. Earl Burnett. And he also has the Believe in the Suns podcast, too, here on the Believe Network as well. So until next time, and next week we're going to have our predictions. People were giving us hell last year. <laughs> so we'll we'll have our we'll have our predictions next next week since we have a week in between. So we'll get that going in. And so uh, as we always like to say about this time, believe in the hold, Arizona hold Cardinals. Up, hold up. Yeah, what's One up? more thing, real quick, real quick. What's up? Are we going to change the name of this podcast? <laughs> to what? <laughs> Because everything we, everything we talked about on this podcast, I don't see no belief. <laughs> oh, man, good Lord. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals as the name currently stands today. Presented oh, by man. Bet Online. And as we always say around this time, are you can. Till next week, be easy out there. Appreciate you, brother Earl. <laughs> hey, you too, brother. Take care. Appreciate you. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.